Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as not always, is my good friend, John Wallen, who you may know on Twitter as at FantasyGaffer. Um, Rob is on uh, sabbatical, uh, driving back from Buffalo. That's the end of that story. I really don't know any more than that. Um, John, first of all, very welcome uh, back to you. Also, thanks for being as kind to me as you were while I was in London town. I'm missing, oh, my pleasure. Missing the first show of the season for us here. Um, my double pleasure. <laughs> we uh, eulogized Taga a little bit last week um, because you basically closed shop the same day that we recorded. I'm just curious to get uh, kind of your side of take on things and, and how proud you are of what Taga provided over the years it did. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I appreciate that you guys um, spent time talking about it, and I've always appreciated that uh, you and Rob have uh, played Taga, played in the Experts Leagues, which we'll, we will be carrying on uh, on a different platform, but um, worked really, really hard. Um, if people have uh, <laughs> bought my uh, my annual summer draft guide, they've read that Taga is not in there, which was a, a last-minute scramble because um, right up until uh, the moment that we thought uh, – the, until the moment that we had to uh, put Taga on hiatus, we, we thought we were coming back. We thought we had secured the necessary funding and, and had the plan in place to be able to make it a viable platform. Um, but, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, we couldn't put out a product at a price that we felt was fair to um, all the tens of thousands of people that played. And, and so we felt it was – yeah, we just felt we couldn't be fair to to all of our players who had given us so much for four years. Yeah, it was obviously a huge bummer, as I as I said on the day that it was the best draft game out there in the fantasy Thank Premier you, League man. one. The official one is I don't even want to compare it. <laughs> oh, and I appreciate that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like, you, you, and you know, I've known you since uh, since Taga launched. Yeah, the Brooklyn days. That's right. Uh, and anybody who would like to meet us up at the Double Windsor or, uh, you know, <laughs> down at Owl Farm is more than welcome to come and grab us there. Just give us like a two day notice so we can travel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it's just it's one of those things where you have to feel good at the end of the day that you're delivering the quality of product to that have supported you. And if you don't feel like you can do that. I mean, I think that the the thing, if you want to have any integrity in the business, the thing to do is to be upfront and say, we can't deliver the product that we thought we could deliver to you, and we'll be back as soon as we feel like we can do that. And so that's what we did. Yeah, then um, at the end, Scott wrote a, a message that didn't exactly shut the door on a future return. Any any uh, inkling as no. to... I mean, we're not shutting the. We're definitely not shutting the door. Um, you know, for a lot of us, this has been what we've done for more than four years. Um, for a lot of us, this has been something that we wanted to do for you know four years before that. And so, as long as the idea that we can deliver a superior um, FPL product is is viable, we're going to continue to pursue that. But again, we couldn't do that at the 
we couldn't do that at a price that we felt was fair this season. So, you know, we had to put it on hiatus. And that's probably the last thing I can say about that for like six to eight months. But um, <laughs> we, we hope we hope that you're uh, enjoying your draft league wherever you're playing it, your auction league wherever you're playing it. And uh, if you want to support me, um, continue to do this, you can go, um, Kev, to fpldraftguide.com and you can pick up a copy of the draft guide, which is in its fourth year. You've written in it in years past. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob has written in years past. Mm-hmm. Neither of you are, are in it this year. This year, it's me and uh, my co-hosts over at the Bang Average pod, mm-hmm. uh, who are Ryan, uh, that everybody knows as Fantasy Your Ma, and Mike, who everybody used to know as Talkin' Taga, because he created Talkin' Taga, but is now Bang Average Mike. Um, and we, we banged all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Chuck wrote a brilliant article in there as well about uh, how to value players that didn't play at the World Cup and what that means for their FPL value this season. So I hope people pick it up. Yep. Um, unfortunately, though, as you say, there is going to be no Taga this year. So we'll get back to uh, a little bit more of the OFPL stuff, uh, which, of oh, course, sure. you've, you've stayed in touch with over the years, of course. Um, oh, yeah. First up, today's big news is Alexander Mitrovic uh, officially now at Fulham. A lot and of people, officially now at 6.5. And officially at 6.5. He'd been in the goal game this whole time, but whatever. We're not going to play that game. Um, but, I mean, you mean we're not going to play that game, not we're not going to play that game. All right. Everybody's going to play the goal game. We on the show will not play the game of comparis- comparing the official Premier League game to the <laughs> websites that other people on the show have worked for that are empirically better. Whatever. Anyway. Um, what do you think of Alexander Mitrovic? Obviously had a fantastic second half of the season last year. Obviously not so great for Newcastle in his previous stints in the Premier League. Uh, we did have a um, Fulham fan on at the start of the uh, season on the EPL roundtable. Uh, well, let me obviously. guess, an American? Yeah, almost all of them. I don't know what that's all about. Um, I kind of do <laughs> know what Brian that's all McBride about. Was it Brian McBride or Casey Keller? Who did you have on exactly? Clint Dempsey. Um, uh, Claudio Ranieri? No. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, he was basically mentioning that he thinks um, that uh, Mitrovic respects Jokanovic a lot due to his profile in the Serbian game and everything like that. And he thinks he'll be able to stay on the pitch. He'll contribute the way he did last season. Are you okay. confident that we will see high-level performances, no red cards, and lots of goals from Mitrovic in a Fulham shirt? That's that's way too many things that included no red cards. <laughs> so blanket statement, no. Uh, if, we, if we remove that, I like that Fulham team to create goal opportunities. I'm looking at Bournemouth two years ago where they scored 60 plus goals. They were the fifth or sixth highest scoring team in the Premier League, despite finishing in the bottom third of the table. Um, Fulham has done really good transfer business. They brought in Andre Sherla. They brought in Mitrovic. They brought in Sari. They are, uh, they brought in, uh, well, no, they didn't bring in, but uh, they did. They brought in Sari, but they, um, they already had Ryan Sessignon. Uh, Tom Kearney is there as well. This is a team that has a lot of players that create chances. And if you are any kind of savvy FPL player, even if you're playing in a format like the uh, OFPL, you're still looking for those players that are taking lots of shots and creating lots of chances because you understand that taking lots of shots leads to lots of goals and creating lots of chances leads to lots of assists. So uh, Sec Fabregas last year, yeah, he might have only gotten four assists, but he created over 90 chances. Is there a good chance he creates 90 chances this year? There sure is. Is that going to result in only four assists again? No, it's not. So you want to get in on these guys. And when you look at the way Fulham 
are projected to line up, I think it's Mitrovic that you count on to be the I'll, – I'll throw a number on. I'll say 14 goal scorer this year. That's not bad. Uh, I, I think you'd take 14 goals from him at 6.5. Uh, w- would he be a guy you just roll at that 6.5 price, or would you bring him on in form and then drop him if they had tough matches ahead of him? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I know you and Rob are both really into the the strategy of laying out uh, your season, particularly um, in advance. And before I answer that, I just want to know, um, because when I did this show with Rob for the, the first edition, he didn't really answer it. But because transfer deadline day yes. is before the season this mm-hmm. year, at least in terms of incoming transfers, not yes, outgoing. Correct. Are you thinking that you still would use a wild card in the first five weeks, because just so you know, personally, I am not, I don't think I'm going to have, I don't think I'm planning on using my first wild card till after the first international break. Yeah. Well, uh, isn't that like week four though? It's five. I thought it was five. Okay. Well, it's four or five. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not intending on using my wild card early. And I've seen people pushing to recommend people only, um, really playing the first four weeks with, with their, um, uh, preferred team uh yep. and uh i i tend to view the the season in five match stretches which is a lot of you at home will realize doesn't work perfectly um because 38 games is not uh easily into five go um but uh i mean not 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 easily i mean you just you know, <laughs> cut off a couple of fingers at the end yeah you just gotta fudge it a little um no i, I never plan my season around being wrong enough that i'd have to wild card early like the the the, oh man you and i play so different uh potentially um i would rather hmm let me rethink that okay i don't want to own aguero or kane at the start of the season right aguero because of the world cup slash jesus stuff kane because of the um what's august thing that he has in his head um (laughs) But, well, Harry Kane's never actually played a match in August, so it would have been impossible for him to <laughs> score in one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure that all of a sudden, in week four or five, once we're out of August, I will then automatically need one of them in my team. In fact, I'm actually leaning more towards a midfield-heavy team, although admittedly that leaves out Kevin De Bruyne. But as long as you keep the money available... So, yep. I'm fine with kind of just playing best best team available with almost like money on the DL to borrow from baseball term, and sure. then bring that money back in if Kane starts going, if Aguero starts so, going, if Bruno goes in. Question. But I'm not doing it to uh, my whole team. Sorry, I'm not. I'm totally not trying to like um, jack hosting duties here from you. Yeah, go for but it. like when you look at, I mean, your boys uh, Spurs are up in week two. Mm-hmm. Burnley, but at home are in week three. Brighton. Um, are at away. They're away to Brighton in week four. So it's Palace, Spurs, Burnley, and Brighton in those first four weeks. I'm kind of looking at this like I might own one or two Fulham players because they're such good value. But when mm-hmm. I look at it, it's Kearney at five. It's Sessing down at six and a half. Sherla is at six, which makes no sense to me. And then Mitrovic is six and a half. Like I'm inclined to buy in to Kearney at, uh, at five, who is only 3.2% selected. And I know we're recording really early after Mitrovic was released, but he's still only 1.3% selected. For 11 and a half, you can fill out your forward three, your midfield five, and they're both under 3% owned. Like, yeah. how do you not do that? 
You know, I see what you're saying. I think um, Fulham, and we kind of talked about it last week, I think Everton are also way underpriced as a group. Yeah, and um, Everton's opening schedule is absurd for the yeah. first nine weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's pretty tasty. Um, but uh, I, I can see where like, you're coming it's so, from. It's so good, you, you feel bad that they're Everton. <laughs> I know, I saw, and we mentioned this last week as well, uh, Andrew, who you know as well from our uh Talga days um posted a, no idea who he is <laughs> posted a thing and it was just that error message you get and it said uh you've selected four everton players it's like never thought that would happen like what <laughs> i didn't see that what <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and it is kind of like that just because of their schedule and how tempting it is um with fulham yeah i don't think they have the most difficult start and they are definitely values i'm not sure i'm starting with them though um, I want to see more from Sessignon. Shirla is interesting, but he was awful last year for Dortmund. Um, I think yeah, we're thinking I mean, with that's the Bundesliga. We're talking about the Prem right now. <laughs> that's true. Also, it'll be really interesting. Today's rumors that Max Meyer is going to Crystal Palace, and they've needed a number ten basically since the birth of Jason Punchin. Um, yeah, and he's a number. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm not actually that 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 jazzed on Fulham yet if if there was going to be anybody I was interested in it would probably be Mitrovic right now I don't really okay. know about the defense yet um no I'm not I'm not in on any of the defenders except Alfie Mawson and that's just because uh that 15 million pound real life transfer is an absurdly low price it's true when you and consider, he's so dangerous in the yeah. box exactly with his head and if you're yeah, if you're playing in any kind of deep league, if you're playing in a draft league at any any of the places, Roto PL or Draft Fantasy or Fantrax or does Gold doesn't offer that yet, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> any of those places where you can score points for defensive plays, clearances, headers, uh, you know, aerials one, they call them. Uh, yeah, Alfie Mawson is uh, he's a junior varsity stud. <laughs> yeah, and just a reminder that. Christian Benteke will score more than two goals this year and continues to lead the Premier League in aerial duels one like every single year. Yeah, he could play <laughs> 600 minutes and get 900 aerial duels one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in in formats that do count that as a statistic, like uh, last year, I think I had Benteke all year. And people could be like, but he's not scoring goals. But he still had like 10 plus points every game just because of that. Yeah, he was a top 20 forward. He yep. scored three goals. <laughs> yep. Classic. <laughs> um, hopefully Mitrovic. Uh, can manage to do better than that. Um, you were talking about Fulham offering great value as a club on the whole. What position do you think offers the most value this year? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So if we're looking, if we're looking at um, the OFPL, it's still probably midfield. But mm-hmm. the question is, do you want to buy into a bunch of mid-priced midfielders? And so it runs from, you know, whatever, four or four and a half up to 13 because most Salah is still a midfielder. So I'm not looking at it in terms of, like, you know, the actual, like, midpoint there but like let's take like a a random price like 7.5 million and when you consider the fact 
that you can get Henrik Mkhitaryan for 7.0. Uh, you can get Sec Fabregas for six and a half. You can get Goodmanson for six million. Aaron Moy, who you previously talked about, at 5.5. Aaron Ramsey, who I think a lot of people, because of his injury, still forget he had seven goals with 10 assists. That is his best ever. FPL assist season and his second highest FPL point total. And he did it in 1844, which Kev is basically half a season. Yeah. Um, all these guys. Also two uh, years we, after Tottenham was founded. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Willian at seven and a half. Andros Townsend at 6.0. Uh, I mean, Anthony Martial is 7.5, but probably not going to get enough minutes but i mean like i just i just rattled off an entire legit like if i told you that had to be your starting midfield in a draft league you would be okay with that and that that doesn't bother me then for ofpl and then when you flip the page and i don't think people ever bother to flip the page on the ofpl like uh you know drop down menus and screens when you get to the second page rich harrelson is a midfielder and six and a half million yeah pedro Pedro is a midfielder and six and a half million. Like these are, these are like monster FPL players. Like I, I don't see like it's, th- these numbers. They don't make sense to me when I look at them. Like how can Mikel Antonio be a 7.0 uh, midfielder when uh, Pedro is 6.5? Like it, it yeah. makes no Mikel sense. Mikel Antonio has no place left in that team anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Despite the fact he could play in all of them and has under various, um, and honestly, West is managers. probably like on the training pitch one of the three best players they have on their team. Probably, yeah. yeah. But anyway. you got to give Anderson his shot. You got to give Yarmo his so, shot. Yeah, but so I mean, that's just my point. Like, I do I want to own a lot of high price midfielders? Can I curse still? But yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> f yeah, guys. I, I mean, the the high price midfielders are so. I mean, they're going to score so many points, but you could put together you. I, I will tell you this today. You could put together an entire midfield five of midfielders to start that cost 7.5 million or less. And at the end of the season, if you did not touch that midfield, that midfield, and you just rotated forwards and defenders and goalies, that midfield would score enough points that you could be the number one overall player in the OFPL league. Like it's, there are there are absolutely enough value plays there that should not be discounted to the extent that they are. What ratio would you say people should aim for then uh, of big midfielders to bargain seems crazy, but the, that group of like seven and below? Yeah, but it is crazy, but they are bargain, right? Because when you actually um, sort by price then and you look at it, you have uh, Mosala at the top and it uh, obviously it trends down, but like, how can most lobby at 13 million and Kevin De Bruyne at 10? Mm. Like Kevin De Bruyne is a discount midfielder the way they've lined this game up. The yeah. man's an absolute stud. Kevin, also, you this. mentioned, you mentioned Richarlison. Salah is apparently worth two of him. Well, I mean, he's probably worth like three of him in the real world <laughs> <laughs> from a fantasy perspective. Um, you know, when you start to look at this, uh, Raheem Sterling at 11 million. I, I again, if you asked a random FPL player who had the most goals assists, I don't think that they would tell you uh, most law probably because they would just guess the goals. But I don't think they tell you that Raheem Sterling was second. Yeah, and it's because he had 17 assists on top of 18 goals. Like 
he is every bit as good as we all thought he would be when Brandon Rogers was chastising him for being late to a fucking flight. And then they sold it to Man City <laughs> for no goddamn good reason. And now he doesn't play for Liverpool. Um, but it like, sounds like you're not bitter about that. No, that's exactly what I'm not. I'm not, I'm not bitter. <laughs> uh, but when you're talking about, like, again, do you want to invest in, like, high-scoring midfielders? You could go out, Kev, you could go out and get, you can go out and get uh, Alexis Sanchez, Eden Hazard, Sadio Mane, and Christian Eriksen, and you're still under $40 million because they average out to less than $10 million a player. Mm. That's way yeah. better than drafting in Harry Kane. Uh, you know, that's way better than drafting in Mosala, uh, Harry Kane, um, and uh, who is the next highest priced player there? Uh, the overall, top. who's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like the actual like next highest priced player? Oh, uh, do, 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 do Kane, Kane, Kane. Thank you. You said Kane. 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 It's Kane. Oh, I said Kane. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, well, there's a lot of 11s. <laughs> so I was just scrolling. Oh, Sterling, right, right, right. I forget. No, Kane's 12 and a half. Aubameyang's mm-hmm. who I was thinking. But oh, Aubameyang's yeah. the same price as Sterling. I thought Aubameyang mm-hmm. was half a million more. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Aubameyang, I think, is a steal at 11. If It's just so annoying that they start with City. Here. It's just very it is, irritating. It is. By the way, was that like a, that an extended monologue where I just like um, had to tell people how to like do um, drop down menus on the FPL? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Guys, I, there's way better stuff than that in the FPL guide uh, draft guide. <laughs> FPL draft FPL draft guide That's where you should go. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, for me, I, I was uh, telling Rob back when it sounded like De Bruyne might be back on time, which is not what it sounds like right now. No, um, it does not. I had um, Salah, De Bruyne, Erickson, and I was just going to roll I love real it. midfield heavy um, with Firmino and Zaha up front, although starting to be less sure Yo, that so Zaha let me, will... Let me pitch you on a concept. Yeah. And then not to like upsell the thing. But like, so I do a cheat sheet in the fpldraftguide.com thing where I rank the top 150 <laughs> what, what is players. That? Uh, fpldraftguide.com. And where can they find Canadian, it? Uh, fpldraftguide.com. Oh, okay. I, it's, it's weird that it has the same name. Yeah, um, fortuitous. I rank 170 players overall, as you know, including 20 goalkeepers, 50 defenders, 60 midfielders, and 40 forwards. And the way that it works out is it also has these kind of tiers and they're, they're built out sort of by round for a draft. And I know we're talking OFPL, we're talking salary cap, but when you start to look at the way people are priced, the, the three players that you just named, those would all be first round draft picks in a draft. It would be impossible, yeah. impossible for one team in a draft league to own all three of those players. And what I like to do is I like to take that, that cheat sheet and I compare it to the OFPL prices and I say, how do I build the best team? Right. And you look at how you kind of break down and that's where you find those values. So that's when I say like somebody like, um, Rich Harrelson, uh, being priced where he is, or, um, I mean, not to stick with, with the Fulham Sherla discussion, but like Andre Sherla is, is not a, his price at six million does not equate where it would in a draft. Like you mm-hmm. can't get him in the fifteenth round out of sixteen rounds. You have to take him in one of the first six rounds if you want to get in uh, on that. Sigerson, Gilfy Sigerson, by the way, massive value as far as I'm concerned right now. He coming off that four goal, four assist season, 
everybody's down on Gilfy, but he's ostensibly the only set piece taker that they have, unless they're going to let Sherla take some. He's going to get 28.50 in terms of minutes. Gilfie's going to be back up around 9.9. And there are very few players that are going to be up around 9.9. And in an off season, that's uh, Della Ali. And you can get him for, what, two and a half million less. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. sorry, not to opine. <laughs> no, all, all excellent points on your end. Um, part of the reason behind my midfield thinking is uh, not to try to copy somebody's success last year, but the guy that finished number one overall last year in the FPL was talking about how he didn't understand why people were so um, ignorant to the fact that midfielders get an extra point for every goal and uh, extra point for every clean sheet. He's like, it's just two free points every match. Why did nobody else realize this? I was like, shut up. I did realize it, you jerk. Um, yeah, but I mean, also, you got to pick the right guys still. You do. And and I think this year in particular lends to that, which we did mention last week, because there are so many question marks about so many of the forwards to start the season um, coming off the World Cup year. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm currently looking at is midfield. And I'm glad to hear you say that midfield is where a lot of the uh, value is at on the whole. Um now, uh, we'll briefly let you uh, ramble about your beloved Liverpool. Um, we just mentioned the World Cup factor. Um, I, I think I saw Firmino return to training either yesterday or today. Uh, which which Liverpool players are you fine with rolling with at the beginning of the season, and who do you want to wait a little bit on or just dislike on the whole? Yeah, well, Firmino's teeth got there today. Firmino's coming tomorrow. Well, he saw his teeth from... <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> The the OFPL answer is um, it's still Bobby because he continues to be uh, undervalued because people uh, generally, I think, don't understand how much he's doing to create goals for that side. Um, and I don't just mean in terms of like Opta stats, like key passes or chances created or whatever it may be. Um, but if you, and you are, and I know you've talked about on here, a hockey fan, like second assists is a real statistical mm-hmm. category that gets tracked. And Firmino has an abundance of second assists. And sometimes those second assists are really inconsequential things. Like he creates a chance out of nowhere. He crosses the ball in the player that receives the ball tips it with his shoelace and then the next guy scores it, right? That's a second assist, quote Hmm. unquote, even though he created the chance. And we're talking about really small sample sizes. So we're talking about three times across the season, four times across the season. But when you look at what Firmino's already doing last year, 15 goals, eight assists, his 15 goals are fairly sustainable. He is the quote unquote striker for Liverpool. If you give him even last year's, not this current past season, but the season before the 16-17 year where he played uh, slightly more minutes, but he had 11 assists. If you start talking about him in that category, all of a sudden he's a 200-point player. And as a 200-point player who, by the way, is the number one point uh, bonus point accumulator on Liverpool, it is not Mo Salah, it's not Sayamani, it is Bobby Firmino, no. gets the most bonus points. How is he at 9.5 as a forward? Yeah, Salah's at 13 as a midfielder. Mane is at nine and a half. If Mane was at nine or eight and a half like and Bobby maybe. was at nine and a half, right. Yeah. But it's got to be Bobby still. Um, and then uh, as soon as the first injury happens this year, Shakiri at seven and a half becomes an incredibly viable option. But not until yeah. the first injury happens. Agreed. And uh, what do you think about Robertson at six? Because it's a little pricey and it's a little expected I don't of what get he it. did last year. but 
I don't get it, man. I see Robertson. I've seen more teams um, sent to me or tagged into me on Twitter um, where Robertson is the player uh, that is the quote unquote third player that people have. He is 15.9% selected right now. TAA is 15.4. But the reason I bring up that 15.9 is he, he is higher. He is more highly selected than Sadio Mane is, than mm. uh, Nabikita is, than Fabinho is at 6 million. By the way, that price is too high. It should be 5.5. Five, so I, I kind of get that. But like, there's no way that Robertson should be owned at 16 at. Uh, excuse me, at six million, at sixteen percent. There's just, there's no value. God, God, man, I hate doing the North American thing, but like, <laughs> all of his value is priced in at that price. He has to do exactly what you think he could do in order to be valuable there. Yeah, um, I, I, he's do- like a Chris Archer type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this this will become the Chris Archer podcast here in a little bit. Um but no, I, I see your point on uh on Robertson there. What what do you think about Liverpool's defense on the season as a whole now though with Van Dyke with another year embedded with Fabinho now able to protect that back line bringing in Allison. Like where do you think you'll land in uh, total clean sheets? I'm um, the last year Liverpool was fine on clean sheets in fairness. I mean, when you look at Loris Carius he, you know, he got slated a lot for what happened in the Champions League final and some mistakes he's made in, in the summer. He played less than a uh, half season of minutes. He played 1,700 minutes last year. He had 10 clean sheets. That team was really good down the stretch. Uh, they allowed only one goal per match on average across the season. 38 goals allowed in 38 matches. They were fourth best defensively, quote unquote, the fourth best defensive record in the EPL. So even if all they do is that again, um, Allison is going to be a, a perfectly acceptable uh, FPL goalkeeper. I like him better in draft than I do in salary cap. A, because in salary cap, Kev, as you know, you're limited to three players per team and his price is high. And I have to say, I see Liverpool winning a lot of matches 3 0, not, uh, excuse me, 3 1, not 2 0. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're still going to try to beat you with the attack, obviously, which is still obviously God very, willing. <laughs> very, very talented. Um, I don't think another piece is coming though. I, I know a lot of Liverpool fans are thinking maybe Fakir will still get done, but I, as an FPL owner, I hope it doesn't happen because it would just muddy the waters a lot. Really, just hope they sign Mares. <laughs> you should bring Sterling back now that Mares has a spot. Oh, good God! Oh, wouldn't that be beautiful? <laughs> when we get Bale back, you can have Sterling back. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Word. I mean, he's like six years younger, so I'll take that. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> it feels like he might be even younger than that. Um, cool. Uh, I am honestly, uh, I'll just be real with you guys, uh, kind of have to go. <laughs> I have a work obligation that is uh, calling me on the spot at the moment. Um, oh, but work is nonsense. You should do your free podcast some more. I should do my free podcast some more. That's a very, very good point. Um, but hate to cut the fun early, but we definitely wanted to be sure to get something out to you guys tonight. First of all, uh, Chris Archer of the Pirates, amazing. Love that deal. I think people don't realize that, flag. That, <laughs> that Glasnow and Meadows are not the players they were supposed to be yet. They could get there. It's potential we're, we're ditching ship early. But I'm not sure Meadows or Glasnow really walk into starting roles with the Rays either. So, whatever. Um, getting Chris Archer is great. Getting Keon Aquila is great. They're both under control. Yay, go Bucks. Um, final thoughts from you. 
Oh, yeah. No, I'm totally on board with uh, the Bucks getting Archer. And I saw a really awesome tweet from Enoceris, uh, Enoceris, excuse me, earlier saying that the Bucks only have um, two players that are up for free agency this summer, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, this winter, which is mind blowing and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are looking for uh, a draft resource, you should go to fpldraftguide.com and buy one because I am awesome and I would appreciate it. And um, I would love you for doing so. Um, and I would just say that I am on the Philippe Anderson over Yarmolenko train over at West Ham. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, over at the Bang Average podcast, which, Kev, you know, is the podcast I host with Ryan mm-hmm. and Mike. Uh, we just went into a 40-minute discussion about why I am wrong. But I am, <laughs> I am pretty high on Philippe Anderson. So if you'd like to hear that, please jump over to Bang Average pod as well and subscribe to that um, as well as you do the EPL and FPL roundtable. Yeah, and I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroff. You can find my writings over at Goal uh, if you want to see why I had to get pulled away from the show so quickly. Um, LTC? So, so, yeah, LTC. So uh, somehow go back in time and be involved in my live text commentary about six hours at least before this goes up. Um, so that would be impressive if you managed it. Uh, but that is usually uh, done through Omnisport, but they push them out through other websites. So I don't know who it's actually for. Also, best use of a time machine. By far. <laughs> oh, let's going and if watching a live text commentary instead of watching it. In Kevin's LTC. Yep, there you go. I fully, fully agree there. Uh, sorry, guys, for having to shut, uh, cut this one short. John, an absolute pleasure speaking with you as always. Always uh, mine. Thanks so much for listening, guys at home. Best of luck to your fantasy teams when it starts in like two weeks. And uh, we'll catch you next time.